Hello, another Friday with you, another Friday with Teacher's Coffee, and of course I decided to start uh, the show with the Smiths. Uh, there is a light that never goes out, and I, I, I'd like to dedicate this song especially to my daughters that are big fans of the Smiths, and I'm a, re I'm really, I'm a really proud mum for that. Hello, George! Once more, you picked up the right starts. You know, I'm really enthusiastic. I'm so happy because I don't know exactly which song you're going to play. So, you know, every time it's a pleasant surprise. So I love the Smiths and I'm very happy for your daughters that they are fan of them. So we have a lot of uh, new surprises today. We have a very special guest, but before I give you the floor, George, uh, so that you introduce our special guest today, I would like to mention the fact that we have already started um, something like a campaign, which is called uh, A Day in the Life of a Mask Teacher or an Online Teacher. And we've had some contributions so far. Um, some teachers decided to write an article about that. Others decided to record themselves and create a very nice mp3 and um, today uh, at the end of the of the teachers coffee show we're going to have the first contribution which is an mp3 i have to mention that all articles will be uploaded on teachers corner uh, so you can read uh, your fellow teachers and maybe friends of yours uh, online uh, but you can also listen to their mp3s and their contributions on teachers coffee sh uh, radio show so today we will end uh, Teacher's Coffee with the first uh, experience by Mrs. Helen Krokos uh, from um, the um, German-Greek school in Athens, uh, describing her, um, her experience uh, uh, behind a mask in a very poetic way. I must admit that this has been a wonderful idea and all the credits go to you because that's exactly what people know. They need to know. They need to know about everyday stories. And the day of, in the life of a mask teacher is what we have all been experiencing for the last seven, eight, maybe ten months. So these little small stories, I think they will have a really big impact. And uh, there's an open invitation to any teacher who wants to share a particular podcast, a particular experience uh, from his daily life behind the mask, how he communicates, how he delivers the lesson, or anything else that you know may uh, be remarkable regarding this uh, experience. I'm sure it will be mostly appreciated by our listeners all over the world.
So, George, will you do the introduction now? We have a very special person invited here. She was a Teacher's Coffee guest in the past as well, but she is a resource of uh, wonderful information and a wonderful friend of ours. She's a friend, she's a source of inspiration, she's a person who has supported Teacher's Coffee and uh, express publishing and not only that i think she's a light she's like a pathway a clear pathway for all uh, her fellow colleagues in albania and i'm sure you have realized that we are talking about fitore suleimani the president of uh, english language teachers association of albania elta who is with us um, uh, here today live from berat fitore is that berat hello I wanna be your nasty man. I wanna make your body scream. Then you will know just what I mean. Fitore, can you hear us? Hello, Fitore, can you hear us or do we have a technical problem? Because we could go on, you know, with uh, different stuff if Fitore isn't online with us right now. Apparently she has a technical problem. Let me try to fix it. Maybe we can go on with something else until I contact her. Well, yes, because of the fact that we have a live show, things uh, of that style do actually happen. Uh, then uh, it's a very good chance for me to to invite everyone for uh, to, to contribute. You know uh, what I mentioned before: uh, your experiences, your stories. If you do so, you can use teacherscoffee five alt gmail dot com and send your contributions to us. Uh, we will be more than pleased to accept your articles your mp3s your recorded mp3s your photographs everything um, and uh, we want your consent of course in order to upload and uh, post and publish everything because, because everything is everything going, to, is be going to be used in um, on teachers corner and teachers coffee on teachers corner and teachers coffee fitor i think you are there fitor i think you are But uh, as we're trying to fix Fitora's technical problem, maybe we can go on to and listen to what Hel Miss Helen Crocus has shared with us as far as her experiences uh, as a teacher behind the mask. And let's listen to Helen describing her experience in a very poetic way, as I said in the beginning. 
frustration, agony, discomfort, inability to breathe properly, and at times even forgetting. Yet you persevere. Classrooms filled with faces are not entirely visible, yet only their eyes, looking, waiting to learn and grasp your every word. Whether they are smiling or not, you can only tell by looking at their eyes. You have questions and uncertainties. What bothers them? Can they hear what I am saying? Is it clear enough for them to understand that you remain calm, that you remain calm positive, and enthusiastic? The lesson continues. The Hi, George. Hi, Natasha. Sorry about that, Vittore, can you hear us? Yes. I can. Okay, okay fantastic. fantastic. What's this, George? New technology. We are in there. Yeah, this is radio. This is radio. Okay, Natasha, we can listen to the podcast later on. Vittore. The first, the first question, question for today, for today. Tell, us tell us about ELTA. Elta. Okay, so ELTA, for people who don't know what it is, is the English Language Teachers Association of Albania. So it's a, it's a group of, in, an interest group where we get together all the teachers of English throughout the country from public sector and and non-public sector, private sector, uh, from university. There are lots of uh, teachers from university. So it's a group where we share ideas and exchange a lot of stuff. So in the post-COVID area, uh, ELTA is trying to kind of adjust uh, because, uh, you know, is this new normality who has kind of disoriented and confused people a lot. So we're trying to get back to things that could help teachers with also the new normality they're going through. So first was teaching online for three, four months, and now they're going back to schools. But again, it's, uh, it's different from what it was in the normal days uh, in the pre-COVID area. So they're having uh, half-hour classes it's 30 minutes for a lesson, so it's six, uh, 30, six classes in three hours. And teachers are working in shifts. They start from 8 o'clock. Uh, sometimes they have two shifts until 3 o'clock, and then to 5 o'clock and 8 o'clock, some big schools. So they're doing a great job to kind of adjust and adjust their, this, this kind of new model. Uh, into teaching and into doing their best to teach the students. So ELTA is trying to, for the moment, we're trying to identify our strong points and our weak spots. So 
let's say our strong points were our conferences, international conferences and our local conferences, regional and national, where uh, we had uh, a lot of international guests who presented at our in, uh, conferences and this kind of influenced the quality of the conference. So our conferences were always high quality and everybody liked them and there was a lot going on in our conferences and I think they will go on. Although we are moving from face-to-face -face conferences into online conferencing because uh, of the benefits that online has offered us. So I think for the years to come, maybe one or two years or three years to come, that's what I predict, we'll be having conferences online, meetings online, workshops online. Maybe we're going to, from time to time, to meet face to face, but yeah, it's, uh, this saves a lot of time, energy, cost, travel, accommodation, at, uh, international uh, presenters traveling, so maybe we'll go on with it for two or three years more. So thanks to lots of uh, guests, we ha international uh, friends and collaborators we have in the world. Uh, we, are, we were given the opportunity, for example, two weeks ago from International Publishers Exhibition to, to bring us together in a room so the Eastern European, Euro Europe and Asia into a room, all the associations trying to share ideas and find out what were the best practices and how can we can help and support each other and that's a great thing so we like it and we think this must go on. Um, the, the other strong thing we, are, we were kind of identifying was um, in these conferences we need to have more local teachers present uh, because we need to know what's going, going on really into our classrooms and if we have teachers from uh, teaching practice, bringing ideas, bringing things into the conferences, sharing stuff. Uh, I think life is going to be easier online for lots of teachers and ELTA feels that uh, we're going to be a space where they can share and feel, uh, have an identity and kind of identify problems and share them and try to solve them together. Uh, we, I, I'll be talking about uh, burnout a little bit, but ELTA feels really concerned about what's happening with teachers in Albania, uh, although this is happening globally. So I think a research group will be started uh, and we'll try to study and do some research on the burnout, its causes and its results in the public sector and uh, maybe private sector. So we're going maybe we have the data and maybe in the future we're going to publish the findings of this research and uh, uh, I think this is going to be of great help to teachers. Uh, we also would like to bring more students into our screen so if we have uh, events going on online, be they local or international, would like to try and bring the voice of the students into our conferences as, as this is a great opportunity of seeing what great results students are having in learning English and also teachers are going to be proud of, of their uh, students. Also projects that are going on, great ideas that students have. Why not? Because teachers without students cannot be understood and I think and cannot be kind of imagined. So we think we'll, we will have more young faces 
and maybe refresh a little bit also the conferences and make them more functional and more useful to teachers. To you. Absolutely. And thank you for um, letting the people know exactly the role of ELTA. And I need to confirm, because I've been working with you and collaborating for many years, ELTA is one of the most active associations I have ever come across and met. Uh, after all these travelings, you know, after all these experiences, I do confirm that you're doing a great job there. And uh, you try to literally unify together, unite all the Albanian teachers. And when the community is formed, because this is what everyone is asking for, belonging to a community, then, yeah, everything can happen. Sharing, interchanging of ideas, even progress, new projects, communication with the students. But my next question has to do about what you mentioned before. I know that you talk to conferences about burnout. And I dare ask you, would you, would you say that now we are getting into a phase that we could possibly coin or define a burnout syndrome online? Uh, thanks for the question, George. I think that uh, uh, if there are difficulties and if there are big changes, sometimes which are bigger than us, that we cannot manage and cannot tackle, there will be always tiredness and frustration and stress and, uh, you know, negative things and negativity. So uh, I think we're getting into it because when I show you what's happening with teaching now, you'll understand that burnout is there, it exists and maybe it will be kind of more severe in the years to come because of the um, new normality things that we need to cope with, we need to tackle and we need to accept and we need to uh, call them as part of our daily attempts and daily life and they will be part of teaching profession all the time. So let me start with, uh, with burnout as it was defined by, uh, med med by doctors. It's kind of, um, it's an exhaust exhaustion of physical or emotional strength, which usually comes as a prolonged stress or frustration. And the dictionary uh, said that uh, it's the condition of someone who has become very physically and emotionally tired after doing a difficult job for a long time. So if there are teachers who are trying to adjust and adapt in this new normality, it's going to be difficult and hard. And especially for those who have been working for a long time, uh, they're going to suffer more because there's a statistic about, you know, United States and uh, it's uh, Lambert in 2006. He found out that 40% of American teachers leave after only one, 14% after only one year, and 46% leave, quit the profession of teaching in their fifth year of training and this of teaching. And uh, there's another data coming from another conference in, uh, you know, educational conferences, global conferences. They say teachers finish, they think they're finished their training in the five years of their 
experience as teachers, which is kind of kind of weird how teachers think that training finishes in their first years of teaching. So they give up a kind of being trained and this is uh, so painful and it's hard to understand why this happens. So it, it's kind of this spark which teachers have inside uh, where the sparkles and kindles them and kind of uh, um, inspires them to teach is gone because they get deeply dis disillusioned with, with, a, with a career which which kind of derives them much of their identity and meaning. So they've given everything, their identity, what they are, what, what, what do they mean by teaching, how much they love it, and they get disillusioned. And things that inspired them and the passion and enthusiasm uh, are stripped away. And instead of this passion, tedious and unpleasant things crowd in. So uh, it's, this, this is becoming, uh, burnout becomes very, it's kind of, it's not an individual problem. I think it is contagious because uh, it's enough to have in a room, in a staff room full of teachers, a burnout teacher, and he's going to affect all the others. So they will, all the, the, the crowd will start groaning, moaning, complaining. They, they will be indifferent. They will not get involved into activities that, that, go around, uh, that go on around them. So their behavior slowly, gradually, uh, without understanding, it creeps into them and it becomes accepted. It influences others and eventually it comes to define the whole climate of the staff room. Engagement and burnout are two sides, so maybe there's no need to kind of go into details. And But I have to say that such burnout, uh, teachers who have a burnout become very cynical. They don't care about anything. They don't care about their students. They don't care about what's happening. They, they, they are not in control of how they carry out their job. And they are working towards goals that don't resonate with them. So that was kind of before COVID. After COVID, all of these are in, I think. But I have to kind of uh, pick out things which I have um, have kind of viewed and kind of observed during my teaching and with to talking with uh, with teachers around the country through you know emails and through mass media so the first thing which i think has become is new is a mixture of student uh, stress with teacher stress so they they've got into a circle a stressed teacher gets into the classroom because of the long hour t hours of teaching. They start at 8 and sometimes finish at 8 or start at 8 and finish at 3 normally. So this is, lo this is long hours of teaching. In 30 minutes you have to do all the stuff. So you have to check knowledge, you have to check homeworks, you need to uh, explain the new way, you need to put the students into activity, interactivity and things like this. And teachers are so tired that all the stress goes into, into the student. They don't understand it, it's kind of uh, uh, subconsciously do it, they instinctively do it, they, they don't do it on purpose but it happens because of the tiredness and they can't control what they're doing and the way they're carrying the, their job. On the other hand, it's the parents' uh, pressure coming for grades they want for their students, they want their, their, their uh, children do well, so all this goes into the teacher, teacher uh, performance. And this uh, vicious circles 
uh, t stress teachers, uh, then you have stress students, they, they're anxious, there's anxiety in, into them, they don't perform well, they frustrate their teachers and the teachers are all bored and are all tired and or they become cynical and they start kind of uh, uh, being indifferent to what's happening. The other, <laughs> the other thing which is added is the talking behind a mask. There's a lot of, I don't know, maybe they're not true, they're true, but there's a lot of doctors who talk about these stupid masks and they say the masks, uh, so when we breathe, when we exhale, we get out CO2 and when we inhale, because the mask is kind of, kind of, you know, not transparent and it doesn't let out much of the CO2, we get it back into our lungs, so it kind of poisons, poisons our brain and our brain starts getting tired and things like this. And talking behind a mask is an experience which, I don't know, maybe you're, go you're, sorry, you're going to talk about it in, in the second part, but yeah, it's, it's happening and it's really making our teachers tired and very stressed. On the other hand, there are the, it's the government and it's the administration and it's the rules and it's the new rules in the new normality. The ministry itself wasn't prepared for this, so this has become kind of, uh, again, a vicious circle. Ministry didn't know, so they started themselves to adjust and they tried to adapt to the new situation. All the burden goes into teachers. Teachers are kind of surprised, caught by surprise, so they try to adjust and all this brings all this fatigue and this this tiredness, discomfort, confusion, disorientation. So it's all of that. On the other hand, uh, in my first interview, I called teachers um, heroes, just like doctors, but no word like this was mentioned by the government. So teachers are not heroes anymore. They are the ones who are doing their own job and that's all. Where is the, the, the gratitude for all these teachers who, who, who kind of collected and brought together thousands of students throughout the country in a house uh, behind a screen three generations looking at what was happening and what was the teacher respecting the teacher and kind of feeling sympathy feeling gratitude feeling respect for the teacher no this that isn't that doesn't come from the government hasn't come from the government and i don't think any reward is going to come from the government so uh, the measures the government is kind of the protocols of uh, of of the of security the governments are trying to publish uh, against covid sometimes the rules are kind of irrational so they go into the classroom teachers uh, try to transmit it to the students the students sometimes don't understand uh, you have to obey the rules blindly because that's the government if the, you don't apply uh, 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 you don't uh, obey the rules you're going to be fined uh, and who wants to be fined so uh, there's no rationality behind some of the rules they might be just they might, might are there because we need to respect them because we live in a community because we need to protect ourselves and others all this it's this is so much going on that sometimes uh, teachers rebel students rebel but they don't try and 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 do anything against it because if they do it maybe they're fired and they're afraid of this and yes the other thing which I think is added to this is um, fear of the future. Nobody knows what's going to happen in the future. 
uh, we're, there are lots of insecurities about it. Are they going to have their job? Is the job going to be this way? I heard uh, from a friend that two teaching programs in two universities in Albania have closed because there are no, no applicants. So what's going to happen to the profession? Are there going to be money? Is there going to be money? Where is the money going to get, get from? Are they going to lose the profession? Are they to, is it going to be a different way? So this fear of the future with all their its kind of insecurities has brought lots of stress and frustration to teachers and that's it so uh that's it about thank you thank you thank you fitore uh, we are running out of time could you tell us a little bit more about the conference that we are having tomorrow uh where teachers can find information and uh, what exactly this is all about Vitore, are you there? Hi, George. I'm here. Good. We're listening to you. Yes. So the topic of the conference was changed. At the beginning, we needed to talk. We wanted to talk about the importance of teaching culture to EFL students. And I'd like to mention something, a question was, which, which was kind of a, an issue which was brought up by a teacher in my social media. She was angry with this question of native not to, versus non-native English teachers. And I think in one of our topics in the future, we're going to tackle with it. And the, I will invite the teacher to have a talk about native versus non-native teachers. If cultures become a clash, turn into a clash, this is so bad. Both, uh, both teachers, not native and non-native, have a lot to offer. So instead of clashing, let's collaborate and profit and benefit as much as we can from the, 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 the good points that each culture and each teacher has. And that's the end of it. Our conference is uh, new normality. So instead of, uh, of uh, trying to, f to find applicants, I invited people because I picked so the board decided to pick presenters, uh, as we know already a lot of you. So we picked you and Katerina, and we picked also from Macmillan, uh, a guy who I, I have been collaborating with, and I love him, so love his presentations. And also I invited uh, uh, an ex-friend of mine, uh, who's uh, teaching in Canada, and and that's it. We didn't want it to be long, so we wanted to bring you the best experts of language teaching together as a first activity because we wanted quality, and uh, I think it's going to be a success. Teachers know about it. Uh, I've, we've, we've been posting and reposting. We have also created uh, a, a talk group kind of in WhatsApp and yes, with teachers, and they're asking us about the, the the address so the link of the zoom I'll be reposting it tonight and tomorrow morning so everybody knows about it so posting that's what the the benefit of online is so thank you George and welcome to my conference thank you so much Vittore can't wait for this tomorrow uh, see you all there there will be two talks from Express Publishing 
um, everybody thinks they can before they can't. It's going to be me. Um, that's you know one of the most successful uh, online talks I have ever given, and you know from the feedback, it's really really touchy. I've been receiving from people. So everything you want to know about online teaching is there. And then Katerina will talk to you about the psychological aspect of it with this amazing title: staying connected while disconnected. Fitora, thank you so much for being with us today. I will see you tomorrow. Um, Natasha, uh, we're running out of time. Can we listen to the podcast? Well, absolutely. So I would like to say thank you to Vittori for her amazing uh, information. Uh, burnout is a very hot issue these days. It, it was anyhow, but especially now with the online version of teaching, it's becoming more and more uh, difficult for, for teachers and students to get used to it. So uh, as uh, we did before, because of the technical problem, we started listening to the experience by Mrs. Helen Crocus um, about uh, teaching behind the mask. And as promised, it's going to be right now again, because we didn't listen to the whole uh, podcast before. Agony, discomfort, inability to breathe properly, and at times even forgetting to breathe, yet you persevere. Classrooms filled with students whose faces are not entirely visible, yet only their eyes, looking, waiting to learn and grasp your every word. Whether they are smiling or not, you can only tell by looking at their eyes. You have questions and uncertainties. What bothers them? Can they hear what I am saying? Is it clear enough for them to understand? But you remain calm, positive, and enthusiastic. The lesson continues. The students persevere irrespective of the fact that they themselves do not feel comfortable in an environment that is their second home. This home, though, has become alien to them with all the new do's and don'ts. You wait for them at the door, giving instructions. Wipe your chair and desk with antibacterial wet wipes. Wash your hands with antiseptic lotion that you give to the students on their entry to the classroom. And once that is all done, you continue inspiring and teaching. You try to get through to each student as best as you can. Facial expressions to illustrate happiness, joy, sadness. You can no longer read, distancing you from the emotional world of your student. Yet, you don't give up. There is another way, you tell yourself. Intonation, their voices. Human contact, non-existent. Keep your distance is what you constantly tell yourself. The virus is lurking. Try reading body language. But how? If your students are always seated and not allowed to move, no movement, no action, no body language. Not true. Use your senses. Look carefully. Listen carefully. Sharpen your sixth sense. Then you have the students that are in quarantine. 
at home, alone. No, not alone. Online lessons. Their teachers are with them to answer their every question. They are still part of their class, but not in class. They have virtual, visual contact. Impersonal, maybe. Unfriendly, no. Students are familiar with technology, and it is a pleasure for them. They persevere and hold on, doing their best. You, the teacher, actively involves and pays attention to what your student is saying. But the question: What else can I do to make my students feel part of the group? Is still lurking. Nothing. Well. There is something. Be yourself. Do your best. Be your best. Do not let things get you down. Laugh with your students. Sing with them whenever you can. And yes, make their school their home away from home. This too shall pass. Well, with this beautiful ending, uh, which is like it reminds me of Edgar Allan Poe, to tell you the truth, George. Uh, I would like to say goodbye and to remind you that quite soon you're going to to listen to the whole uh, MP3, the one that you heard today, and uh, the rest of the ones that we have received, both on teachers' coffee shows, but also. Uh, in, at the, on the page of uh, Teacher's Corner, which is called uh, "A Day in the Life of an Online or a Mask Teacher," we're going to post it quite soon. So it's goodbye from me. Have a nice weekend. And it's goodbye from me. See you tomorrow.